Welcome to Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Jesse and Lance are talking Tigers with the voice of the Tigers, Gino DiPaoli. Oh my goodness! Tiger players, coaches, and WHL insiders across the league. Tigers Uncaged. Starts now. Tigers Uncaged. Welcome inside Tigers Uncaged. This is the podcast that is for your Medicine Hat Tigers. As always, your host, my name is Jesse, the in-game host for the Medicine Hat Tigers, joined as always by my partner in crime, the man who does color commentary on the home games, Hi, Mr. Lanstall. Welcome to Moments episode away. 19. 19 episodes of yeah, this. Almost away for what? Almost going to have uh, Gino. Who does the oh, play-by-play? Yeah. He's gonna join us momentarily. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about the week that was not the the ideal weekend that we kind of wanted. No, no, it wasn't uh, from a results point of view, not the best. But that's okay. I These think we did. Happen. I think we did learn a lot in that Saskatoon game. We got the L, but I think we learned. You hope so. We learned a little bit. We'll talk to Gino about that. You hope but so. I think it was a great experience. I thought the boys did very well against Saskatoon. Kept it tight. I think so. Did their best. Just didn't come out with points. Man, we got uh, we got quite the the weekend ahead, if you will, with Calgary and Red Deer. Yeah, that'll be good. Calgary's so. always tough to play. Red Deer, I mean, just look at the standings. Obviously, that game's important. Um, at at most, could be a five point lead heading into that for the Tigers, I think, and at the the least, it could be a one point lead for the Tigers heading into that game, depending. Yeah, let's, so let's hope it's not that. It's obviously quite an important weekend. Mm-hmm. They Which all seem they to be all now. are now. Yeah. As we get set for uh, the end of the regular season, every game is going to be crucial. We've said that. Yeah. Uh, also wanted to give, uh, you know, some love to uh, Tigers alumni uh-huh. Lenny McDonald. Yeah. Had a scary incident at the Calgary airport. Well, it wasn't good. No. That wasn't uh, exactly ideal. Having, uh, believe what was deemed a cardiac episode, or was it a cardiac arrest? Cardiac event after event. arriving back at the Calgary airport yesterday. Of course, he was in Toronto for the All Star game. He yeah. he usually anytime the NHL does some sort of big event. Lanny's always there. I mean, Tries to get there and be a in, part of it. In Toronto, he's he's kind of like the face of the NHL alumni. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the more established alumni. He's at a lot of things and uh, and was there on, on the way back, as mentioned, something had happened, and uh, thankfully there were a couple lovely, lovely people that were able to, to kind of help him through um, the event, and he's seemingly, at least based off statements, on the mend yeah. and improving. Seems like it's good. He said that two selfless nurses who were passing by to catch their own flights immediately jumped into action. They weren't able to get the names of the nurses. By this time, by the time we're doing the podcast, I would have hoped that they did by now. I'm sure they, they know who those people yeah. are. And I'm going to imagine that they are going to be, um, perhaps not publicly, Shown off and, and thanked, but at the very least, uh, internally from the Flames organization, right? And perhaps the NHL, who knows? But uh, yeah. taken care of and, and a thank you to them because, yeah, that's it's a scary, scary situation when something like that happens. Um, and thankfully, there's people who are out there that are way better than you and I that um, know how to oh. handle those situations and kind of spring themselves into action when they happen. So Yeah, so kudos. I'm glad that everything's okay. Yeah. I know Lanny said he's looking forward to watching the big game, which I think he meant the Super Bowl. I think so. The big so game. I think he's just resting, yeah. getting set for the game on Sunday. Unless he was really excited for the Flames and, and Boston Bruins the other night. I mean, it could be. He could think that every game that the Flames play is big. They are. They are big games, yeah. yeah. Can't tank for Caden if you keep <laughs> winning, though. I'll tell you that. Also, Minnesota Tigers announcing that they have uh, the 2023-24 trading cards. Yeah. 
talking to Gino off mic, uh, they went pretty fast the first go around. Yeah, the the first batch, which is I believe three hundred packs, is what they are. Um, the quantity is three hundred. That number I know, and they're gone. Yeah, they, um, they sold pretty fast. Another three hundred will be coming. Yeah, uh, we we suggested just keep ordering them. Keep doing it. Uh, of, bring more of them in. I'm on, listen, I'm on the TikTok. Yep. My feed now on these lives are people opening up trading cards. Open up packs. It seems like that has the, that's become something again. Yeah. Uh, hockey cards, football cards, any cards because they're selling. I saw there was a one of one LeBron James and uh, Bronny James card wow. that was just uh, unpacked not long ago. Well, I think so, a lot of people probably want that number 72 in the Tigers, maybe. Uh, there was a lot of, at least the comment section, poking and prodding about uh, Gavin McKenna. Not surprising. I mean, um, you could get a Caden Lindstrom in there. I was going to say there's also Asha. Caden and Andrew. And, I mean, the way Zach Sahara is playing, you never know. Uh, this top Laces. to bottom. You know, we, we said it with Josh Mazur in last week's episode that th- this team feels like a team that's going to have a lot of names that we'll look back on and, and they'll be beloved Tigers, right? Yeah. They're going to be... Those players that, you know, in our time was the Ben Thompsons and the Chris St. Jacques, the Ryan Hallwigs. I feel like that's what this generation is now becoming. They're going to leave a lasting impact, I yeah, think. Yeah, for the, the next group of Tigers yeah. fans, right? The younger generation that shows up to the games. I feel like that's who uh, that's who they're going to start looking at now is, is this group of players. I've seen it already. Like, my daughter loves the Tigers and loves Basha and McKenna. Oh, yeah? And yeah. I would hope that when she gets older, she's going to talk about, oh, yeah, when McKenna's rookie year, I got to see Basha score four goals in one night. Like, yeah. Stuff like that. I, I I think you're right. They're going to leave that lasting impression. Memorable moments, man. Yeah, 100%. Uh, all right. I see Gino through the window. He's going to join us momentarily. Gino. And we'll talk a little Tigers on Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. More hockey talk on the way. Let's go, boys! It's Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. When it comes to building or renovating, Windsor Plywood can put you on the power play. Their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends at Windsor Plywood. They are the experts you need to know, and of course we do this each and every week. We talk to the mouth of the South, Gino DePaoli. Gino! So good to be here, friends. Wow, it's good to have you. Um, You know, it's a beautiful day. You know what? The snow's sticking around. Sure. I like it. This is perfect right now. I like the scenery and... We're getting set for you get to make a nice trip back to the Dome. You love going to the Dome. My favorite away rink. That is it's quite like a home the, uh, for you. Right? That it's is like a home, home game for, for you. That's a home game. But that's a really me. cool experience. Does It It hasn't gotten old yet, calling games Never will. Never will. Yeah, that's good. It's just like, I don't know, going to wrestle at the Higdon will never get old. For never you. That's right. Old. Yeah, that's a It'll good point. Never get old. Um, last weekend, not memorable. No. Nope. Or, or it was for some, some wrong reasons, I suppose. It, it'll just get lost <laughs> in the shuffle that was the, uh, the schedule, but... Let's dive into Saskatoon, a uh, team that the Tigers played really well, I felt, for 39-57 because they gave up a goal with three seconds left. That was an unfortunate one in the second period. But overall, it wasn't a bad game, I don't think, from the Tigers. No, I don't think so. And I think I even mentioned it uh, in that in our pregame show on Tuesday. 
against Regina. Just how I think I don't know if the Tigers win that game. They probably I don't know like how good Saskatoon's been at home. Like if you win that game or get to get to an overtime at least, I think that was probably the bare minimum there. Just you kind of got you kind of got screwed on that last goal there. That was just a really bad case of bad luck and the third one. Yeah. That third one on Fraser Minton, which was a great goal by him actually. Yep. So you don't don't knock Fraser Minton, but the trip that wasn't called heading up to us. Yeah, you know what? We'll just flip a coin, and the Tigers lost that one. And the law of averages usually speaks for itself in those ones. But uh, again, we we saw great goaltending by Zach Sahara. That's uh, going to be a theme of this podcast. I yeah. think is how good he has been, yep. and even Ethan McCallum. But I thought they played well. Man, Saskatoon can whip it. Yep. They just moved the. They played a glorified game of keep away in the third period, and the Tigers did have a good push. They had their opportunities with the extra attacker late, and they pulled early and didn't give up until way at the end. So that that's pretty impressive to me. There was a lot of good things that happened in that game, but there's a lot of teams that, a lot of players on that team that, you know what, this is a holy crap moment. Like, this is the best team in the country right now, and this is where we need to get to. So it was a learning experience. And I, I think a lot of things went well. Reed Andreessen finally got off the Schneid, scored yep. a goal uh, in his hometown, 35 seconds. In. I was like, you know what, this is a sign. That got lost on the back door again like he does. Yeah, and he forgot about the back door. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that was neat. And, man, you just look down the list. Like, Tomas Mercik has been kind of clipping still at that really good rate and hasn't really – sorry, excuse me. I, I know, I get emotional thinking about it too. About Tomas Mercik's second half, I do too, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just – it just wasn't. A, it just wasn't their night. Yep. It truly was on that one. I, I think you're right. It was a learning experience. I think if you take anything away, that uh, that first period showed that uh, the boys can hang with Saskatoon. They, Absolutely. They, and I, you, I think you got that vibe in the building as well. Uh, there were some Blades fans I saw on social media that were like, "This felt like a playoff game." Yep. This yep. could be the preview of maybe an Eastern Conference final if everything goes the way that we would like it to go. Yeah, that's right. It Boy, could howdy. be. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a different Tiger team than what we've seen, and kudos to the defense for, for Saskatoon, but to only take 18 shots is really unheard of for the Medicine Hat Tigers. Mm-hmm. They're well, in the yeah. high 20s, 30s. Like They're a shooting team. Yeah, they generate, right? They generate a lot Kinda of shots, and we didn't to, see that against Saskatoon. Speaks to how good Saskatoon is, right? And is it fair to say that, you know, Saskatoon, in, in a lot of ways, Gino, is similar to Red Deer, but they just have more... Red Deer, but scoring. faster. Okay, yeah, that's kind of how Just I. Especially a little bit more scoring like, than Red Deer, like not a knock on Red Deer, but I mean you could be up one nothing and Red Deer can win a game. Scoring wise, I wouldn't say there's much, not much of a difference there. Like you've got an elite twenty year old on both teams, and you Chaz and Wong, and you've got some pretty good night. Igor Sidorov's the X factor there. Like yeah. my God, I just feel like the depth up front is is obviously with with Saskatoon when you just they, they can truly, roll so many lines. They truly roll three lines. Yeah. And then they'll they'll go heavy, and then they've got their power play with Minton and Wong and Lazowski and Cedaroff and Mollendike. Lots of like. That's pretty good power play, folks. But defensively, they just they don't allow anything, and that's where I, I've always seen the similarity this season with them and Red Deer. They just don't allow a lot in those high danger areas, and it, it's like if you can even get to the O zone, it's even more of a struggle to try and get pucks to to the Blades net. Yeah. They give no quarter. I think and we always forget who's on that decor. Like Graydon Seatman from the Calgary Hetman, like early in the year. That's a really good deal. Yep. Uh Par Tyler Parr. Mm-hmm. I believe like they just have or, or well, sorry, Charlie up, Wright. Charlie Wright from Wright and Babcock they got now. That 
Like that is good guys. That's a stacked back end. And, yep, for sure. And Austin Elliott's a really good nineteen-year-old goaltender. So they'll be good. They'll be good this year. They're going to be a tough out, as they would say. You know what was well, not I mean, great at home? They're really good. Haven't yeah. they only lost one game at home? Yeah, yeah they're one in regulation. Two, yeah. One yeah. and one. What was not good was the first forty minutes in Prince Albert. Yeah. No, wasn't ideal. That was that was not good. Not I think I- they would admit as much. The Tigers would. Well, it's funny because. You know what? The first twenty was fine. I, it's it's Prince Albert. It's the Hauser. It's it's depressing. It's cold in there. <laughs> it's a terrible press box. Oh wait, that's just how I was feeling. <laughs> yeah, that's game. just you. That's just the you. player. It, you know, it didn't come out well. But again, Ethan McCallum kept him in it. Yeah. Killed off five on three. Did a lot of good things right in that first period. But uh, controversial goal. I'll say it. You know what? The blades above the shoulders, and it's a down chopping motion on that late goal that's reviewed. And remember, the goal was called no goal on the ice. Right. So if we are going off of what future past memory has showed us, you don't overturn a ref's call because then that means they got it wrong. They overturn it in the video booth and mm-hmm. turn that into a goal. That I don't know what the explanation is, and I'm not ripping, but to me, that's not a, that's not a goal. The, right, you right. came down on the chop. If you're coming straight across, you want, I'm going to give you the break there. But the original call on the ice by the official was no right. goal. Yep. Yeah, they took their time Must on that one too. That was like five minutes. Yeah, it That's was a long way too time. long of a review. Like I don't know if the internet's good in Prince Albert. That might have been an issue. I no, don't know. That's possible. Man, but did, it must have just did been you, one. Did you one see of those like? Things. They had the delay with that fight with Corbet and... Um, oh, Hart. that poor guy. That poor guy. Oh, that guy just scraping by himself. He's trying to get all the blood on the ice. Oh, there was no a lot of blood. Helping oh. Corbet got um, uh, Grady Martin. Just Real- working on his own, hey? Oh, and- this poor guy. Just, he's like a... <laughs> He's like on the side of a curling thing, and they're sitting there going, "Hurry, hard!" Oh, hurry. Well, like, that's oh, a, here's help. the thing: it's right before the like before oh, no. the intermission, and yeah. you know it gets clipped, and you gotta clean the blood off because, like, look, it's blood. Like, he comes out just I'm like, "Where's his help?" Like, one guy's gonna at least help him, like, no, nope. help the scraper or the shovel. No one came to help, not one person. So shame on you, City of Prince <laughs> Albert workers. Like you wanted either sewer the guy, don't like. Maybe he's a bad employee. Okay, so maybe I'll give send a him pat, out. Send no, him out. But there's a lot of eyes on that guy. Lot, someone should have came out there. I oh, if I didn't guy. have if I had a color guy, I would have said you stay here. I'll hop <laughs> over and I'll go lend a hand here. And, there were a lot of penalties in that game, though. Oh man, there was. And again, that goes back to why you say it wasn't a great game because you had seven power plays. You only scored on one of them. Right. You score twice, you win that game. Yeah. Without yeah. even without question. I mean. Realistically, you can look at a game against PA, and you know that they're coming on and playing better. They're playing as of really late. well. They're, every game for them, similarly to where the Tigers were last year, is a playoff game. Now they're trying to pick up as many points as they can to get into playoffs. But you know, you, you can look at a lot of the good things you you did, but unfortunately, against a, a team like PA, I don't know that there's a lot of moral victories that you really want to take with you at this point of the year. It's no, it's about two points, right? Yeah. All uh, those two points are important in every single game. Well, now, just especially against the the teams that you need to be picking up those points against, mm-hmm. like the PAs and and Regina, just the bottom tier of of the the standings. That's that's how you have to view it now. You need to be able to pick up those points. Well, and you look at it 
at least they got some help this that weekend. They did get the the break of the out of town scoreboard a little bit. So yeah, Red Deer didn't have fun you did on the you road, did but. you did get a pass. You got a very small pass, and we don't want to continue that road because that happened last year a couple times. Where no, because that would have been a perfect weekend to maybe build some ground. Yep. If you could again, I don't know if you're going to beat Saskatoon that game. I really don't. Right. Like, you may have not. Well, we kind of anticipated it would be nice to get a point out of that. It would have been nice to get a point out of Prince Albert sure. for coming back. Uh, shout out to Jack Kachkowski getting first his first goal, Western Husky. We like that. Jack's really like good. That. I thought Jack was has been excellent. I yep. don't think. I think it's just more the seasoning part of him. He's just he, been in a tough spot since jumping in, right? Because you're joining a team midway through the year, and you know the situation that you're jumping into when there's seven defensemen on the roster, and now one's been playing a lot up front, so you become the de facto seventh defenseman. You're not like you're getting mixed in to the games, but you're not picking up massive minutes. It's it's a tough year. And so when you get your opportunities, you need to just keep the game simple and do what you can with it. I thought that every time I've seen him at least he's been good. Yeah. He's, is there gonna be some consistency deals? Sure, but I think every rookie in the league has that and especially when you're getting mixed in and out, that's gonna be a part of it. Um he's very exciting to project. Well, you like know, seeing where he can go. One thing I noticed about him, I was watching practice as we recorded this before I got here. One thing he can do, he can shoot the puck. Yep. He yep. has an incredible shot. There's a reason like, why I was getting texts when he signed that the thought of Peranich and Kachkowski being a pairing down the road sign me very, up. very exciting. Um, <laughs> they can both do a lot of good things on, on power plays. They, the offensive end is real good yeah. for upside with both of them. Um, and we're seeing, you know, Peranich's development. He's a way better defenseman than he is when he was when he started the year. Yeah, he's, he's picking things up as well. So um, it's been good. And you know, after the the game on Tuesday with uh, the Regina Pats that we'll get into, um, Joe Frazier had said in the post game show, you know, looking back to last year, that there there might have been a bit of arriving earlier than expected and exceeding some expectations last year and. Now you needed to parlay that into this year to keep the momentum going. And all the rookies, in my mind, have taken a big step. 100%. You, you've had a lot of responsibility laid at the feet of Rhett Parsons, Drew Krebs, and Bogman's Hodis as the overages on this group to pick up a lot of the heavy lifting defensively. And they have done exceptionally. Yep. And, and just as well, a lot of these young players, these 2007 borns, have come in and, and done a really good job, right? They, they've done a nice job of being able to play well in the minutes that they're on the ice and win their shifts. Especially the the forward groups, they're winning a lot of their shifts when they're on. Yeah. So that's been good. Also, shout out to a uh, good friend of the podcast, Rhett Parsons, 200th game in Prince Albert. Yeah. Right on. 200 WHL games. A lot of family came. Grandma and Grandpa were in Prince Albert, and Mom and Dad came. So there was a lot of Parsons in the Hauser. Nice. Night. Nice. How nice. was the crowd? PA. It was like twenty three hundred. That's actually a pretty good crowd. Not they actually, a they've done a pretty good job. Yeah. They've yeah. done a pretty good job there. Well, there's a lot to be excited about with PA's future. Oh, and you know what? I know apparently they're five years away from their rink, their new rink. So okay. You might not get that, but that might be a good way to end the Hauser's legacy. Yeah, take them out with one big run with the yeah, and, of, and burn the place to the ground. Amount yeah. of, you know, theoretical top end players that are coming. A lot of yeah. top prospects at the very least. Um, Tuesday against Regina. Well, that the scoreline was good. Yeah. They that got about the result it. they wanted. Um, thank goodness Zach Sahara played as well as he did. Thank God Zach Sahara can move post to post real fast. <laughs> yeah, this no is doubt. a Regina team that has been pumping goals. Scrappy. Like, Scrappy they just beat, they beat Red Deer. Was it 
in, it was in seven six or something. Seven six. They and came back, or no? Red had to come back on them. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a def- defense second type of game. And was it a couple nights ago? They had like four or five against Calgary. They had five against Calgary this week. Yeah, and a five three victory. So this is a team right now. Say what you want about like counting them out. They're scoring a lot of goals. Yep. And they were getting some shots in on Tuesday. Thankfully, like you said, Zach Sahara saved that game because that could have been the uh, high scoring on both. Could have been a track meet. He had three saves of the night. Yeah, you could have picked any any of uh, a number of stops that he made. He had a couple massive, massive stops. I don't even know which one was more impressive: the paddle stop or uh, the beginning of a sequence where he goes post to post and kicks a toe out to. Stop a puck and it goes up and over the net, and then he loses his stick and continues that sequence and stops two more shots. Yeah, that was bizarre. Like that was insane. I think the paddle stop is just at the time of the time of the game. Like he could have just like, oh well, okay, because so it was be near it. the end. Yeah. Comes across paddle save. Yeah, Zach Sahara and his paddle. You know, you need to have like that Simpsons clip. That's a paddling. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it looks like the new pads don't seem to phase him at all. I think he's looking pretty good. At least in that the new game pads. they were good. Yeah, yep. that game they were really good. They already look like they got a lot of black on them already. A lot hey? of wear. Like, <laughs> a lot of wear on those Those pads. things might not last the season. No, no, they've well, been well used. He but had 29 saves, and, I mean, the games that he's in, he is uh, he's making an impact. That's why yep. he was named first star, right? Yep. Like, a 5-2 game. Oh, wait, your goalie was your best player? Yeah. yeah. Well, he dealt with, yeah, by my count, it was at least four breakaways. The and first one beat him. One 2-on-0? Um, oh? Yeah, there was a 2-on-0, oh, a, a few 2-on-1s. He had to deal with a lot. It, it was such a weird game for him because through the first 40 minutes, I, I think they had, Regina that is, I think they had 18, 17 shots through the first two yeah. periods. And most, if not all of them, were generated from a breakaway or uh, an odd man rush Yeah, that then extended into like you know a second chance or a third chance. Um, and, and so when you're in a game like that as a goaltender, you have to stay mentally focused and dialed and can't really check out because you're not getting the uh, amounts of volume and, and pressure that maybe Kelton Pine was seeing on the other end of the ice because uh, the Tigers' ozone time was really good. But whatever they were giving up just seemed to be, okay, you're in a showdown with Zach Zahara. We need you, Zach. Yeah. And and he settled in really well. He really, really answered well. the bell really well. Like Because there's a, there's a lot of reason you know to, to say, and, and you can make the case that the Tigers could have just as easily lost that game. I think there was a lot of consensus on those behind the scenes that the Tigers sh- should have lost that game. Mm-hmm. Based yeah. off of deeper numbers and just looking at how yeah. the flow of the game went. I know if you list, I, I was reading um, James Tubbs's uh, article post-game. Uh, there was a not an angry quote, but it wasn't a happy quote from the, the chief in jar- the chief of staff and head coach and general manager Willie Desjardins was happy with how things went. and mm-hmm. Everybody kind of went for it on a potential point night. Obviously, yeah, Gavin McKenna got four points. Yep. But that's going to be a regular day here pretty quick. It's going to be boring pretty quick. <laughs> he's, done <laughs> but it, he's done it a lot lately. That's five, true. He's got five four-point games this year, guys. Yeah. That's 20 points. Yeah. The dude is seeing the puck and just the ice very well right now. Seeing the ice so have well. You, that's a good way to put it. Like he's you, just, uh, he knows yeah. everything. He knows where all the variants around him mm-hmm. are. And to watch him on the power play. And some of the passes that he's making to Oasis, Crikey. cross ice, yeah. and it's just like, how do you see him? Yeah. 
It's 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 been it's remarkable. Or seeing to see. them one thing, and then the other is to have the stones to yeah you know, to do it. Fly passes through there. I don't yeah. get to see much of the game, but when we're on a power play, I make note to be like, "Don't bug me for a minute because <laughs> yeah. I gotta watch this kid Let's and to watch yeah. to watch seventy two just do this three sixty around the the zone on on the power play mm-hmm. and just see what's around him and the passes and the shots. But I mean, and it's it also helps when you have the rest of your unit getting themselves into spots, right? Like Andrew Basha is always moving on that power play. Uh, To the other end, Shane Smith, while he's been in on the top unit power play, quite literally does not leave the front of the net. And that's perfect perfect because it drags someone with them, right? So now you kind of get this four on three. So Shane's causing a problem. I I mean, Tomas Mercik is now in his office at the right circle. He's becoming a, a... a trigger man of sorts. It's like he, he's starting to have plays set in motion off of his stick and an Oasis. It feels like it's impossible to mark him because he's, at you the don't top know where he's going to end up with the goal goals. Yeah. He's at <laughs> right. the top of the blue. He's on top of Shane Smith. He, he, you know, the, the goal that he scored or one of the goals he scored, they layered two screens in for a high tip uh, that Wiseblatt was able to redirect. And Shane Smith had the screen in front like that. That's a tough one. So, I mean, Gavin is doing a lot of incredible work, obviously. He's tied for the team lead in points with, what, 69 points this year? That is correct. And he's doing a lot of things well on the power play. Um, but yeah, I, I just also wanted to shout out the entire unit that is doing their part to make themselves uh, an option to get that pass and to make yeah. that play, right? I mean, it, it is something to watch right now. They went uh, two for seven on the power play there. Uh, penalty kill also had a really good night. Regina went 0 for five on the power yeah, play. Yeah, penalty kill was good. Penalty kill's been good. Like, quietly good on but that night. Even against Saskatoon, I know they gave one up, and I know they gave up a, uh, one against PA. It was still really good. Like, the law of averages just kind of kicked that one into in the in the butt a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when you got a power play that's scoring reali- or statistically every third chance, that's going to win you hockey games. We're going to get you back into hockey games. Even if it's down. going at one every four. Yeah, that gets you into it, and... Uh, I wonder what you're looking at over there. Have you looked at the rookie scoring race again? There? No, it's getting close, Gino. It's getting yeah, close you keep, again. You keep sending us screenshots yeah. every time. It's getting, what is it now? Two. Two points away from Tarek Parasak. Wow. One, two. Two. Yeah, it's uh, can catch a, it on a period Friday. for old Gavin McKenna uh, right now. A period these well, days. Well, it was kind of funny with the Sass Tune game. Just how it, or actually, no, it was the Moose Jaw game a couple weeks ago. I, I, Gavin had the one-timer and the two goals, and I was like, and he was close to Parasac. I was like, he might catch him tonight. Right. <laughs> like, at this rate. Like, yep. Not saying that. I did say it was going to take till the last game of the season because yeah. Tarek Parasac's not going to go away. Yeah, he's still putting up points. But now here's a – and, yeah, we're going to talk about this guy every week here. I think I think it's time. It's we haven't happen. done much, I will say. But we, I think, have to start. <laughs> when I was – and I always bring up the past, which is pretty good for this town, bringing up the past. We like the past. Um, Love the past. When I was with Peter Lubardius, the first game that Gavin was a non-AP was an emergency, and he played at the Seven Chiefs Sportsplex against the Calgary Hitman. This is how we tell these stories. Yes. And he's, he kind of, after post-game, he looks at Brad Curl and Jeff Hawk, and he wasn't mad or anything. He just says, i got to tell you this right now. His first full season the Western Hockey League He's going to end his point total starting with the number eight. That's a good uh, Peter Lubardius, by the way. Well, it's not, <laughs> That's my not bad. That's not bad. And just uh, the pauses and how he uh, just. If you told uh, me that Gavin McKenna was good people, I'd, I'd really, agree. really believe that. Oh, he is. But he's 69 points with 18 points to go. Yeah. By all means, 
There's two Edmonton games in there. Probably going to hit it. Well, at this rate, it doesn't matter who he plays. He's going to hit it. It's a matter of, of Gavin continuing to to really take over some shifts. Like he, He's been moving different. You you can physically see it in a player when they have a little bit more purpose to them, when they're taking over shifts. It's so hard to explain, but if you take even video from, from Gavin McKenna earlier this season and layer it with video of, say, Tuesday and Regina, just – the the way he's standing on his skates, the the step in his stride, like you can, you can physically see Huge a, a, a player that yeah. is ready to take over. Um, and it's going to be quite something when uh, Kane Lindstrom comes back to this lineup. I, I was we, saying that with Gino. We've been talking that about that a lot. I man. mean, everyone has stepped up in the loss of Kane Lindstrom. Everyone has stepped up. We've talked about different Tigers for the last few weeks without Kane Lindstrom. Yeah. But one guy who has really taken it has been Gavin McKenna. Yep. Kevin yep. McKenna was good, but he has been great as of late. So now when you add Kane Lindstrom, mm-hmm. that could almost be an unstoppable power play that is already doing mm-hmm. very well right now. And a one-two punch on five-on-five. Well, five. well, and you look, he's starting to take over shifts. Yeah. The next step is taking over games. Right. And he's damn close. Yeah, yeah he's he's there. You could, you could see it happening. Yeah. Um, and that prediction of, of starting with an eight, I mean, he's already – Gavin McKenna's already surpassed my expectation on the season. Like yeah. I, I, I don't know if I put it on here or the exact number, but I remember you know some people were asking before the season, like, what do you think? And I said if if Gavin McKenna scores fifteen to twenty goals and has fifty five sixty points, well, more could you really ask for from yeah. a from a true rookie in from the, the league, youngest player in the league? Like that, it's kind of hard to to ask for much more than that. Like that would be a great season mm-hmm. for a rookie and. Uh, and well, that totals on um, both ends has been blown out of the water. You shot that to the sun. And speaking of shots, leads the team in him. Um, yes, he's one forty-five. Taking taking a lot of responsibility. To your point, Jesse, about you know with Kane Lindstrom being gone, taking a lot of responsibility of of doing what he can to carry the mail. Yep. Um, and now with it being alluded to as much uh, on Tuesday in the post game show from Joe Frazier, just need that next group to come back again. Need that second wave. The the depth scoring, I, I it hasn't been there as frequent. E. McKenzie and Harsani and need to have that, that next tier come back and, and start filling the net again. Because we haven't I mean, we we were just talking not long about how the young players on this team have stepped up and done really good things to get this team to where they're at. But say that line of Spilka McCann and Nate Corbet. Been pretty quiet. Been quiet. I mean, Tyler McKenzie's line with Harsani, Harsani and Pacheco been a little quiet. And, and they're so, still doing a lot of good details, right? Absolutely. But they're not getting rewarded for it for statistically, sure. unfortunately. They're, they're, doing, they're doing good things in their own end, but you also you, you want to kick in every now, now and then up front. Right. Like this, this is still a team that knows they need to have multiple lines going if they're going to win, right? They're, they're looking to playoffs, and you can't rely on just a handful of guys to score you out of trouble. Going to need a lot of people to pick it up. So you hope over the next 18 that, you know, some of those guys that are maybe middle to bottom six that aren't getting as much ice are able to find the back of the net and start trending that way. Well, I had a couple magic numbers, and in my head that wasn't anything mathematical, but I think the one mathematical thing that I discovered was that before the Regina game, the Tigers were going to need 23 points to clinch a playoff spot. Right. So they've got that. So we're think of it this way now, 11 wins. 11 wins to make the playoffs. 
Because that's how wild and tight it still is. 11 wins would be 40 wins on the season. That would be fun. That sounds like we're going into the past again with a 40-win season. That would be fun. How many wins did we have last year? Was it 30? 30. 30. So we've now tied what we had last year. That is correct. Yeah. With 18 games to go. That that is cool, isn't it? That's nice. That's that's 18 less games to do it and less stress. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A lot less stress. Also, would like to shout out that Tuesday game. Uh... Referees or the 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 people that control the buttons. My apologies. Uh, three media timeouts in that third period. Okay, Thanks yeah, that, what, that was a yeah, thing. They screwed up, so it wasn't us. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It the, definitely was, a, was three. There was a third media break that came in uh, at the end, and uh, I what I, I already disliked two. The fact that we added another. <laughs> ah, it's okay. Well, it was just funny because I'm like. What the hell is happening right now? Like, like, I th- like are we that? You think you know? Sometimes we've gone so far in games, and they're like, sometimes they do come late in the period. Yeah, like yeah. they'll come yeah. like four minutes left. I'm like, oh, we four getting- minutes left. I'm getting ready to get the three stars. And I hear, eh, and I was like, no, that's yeah. not a thing. I was not again. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you know when when you think you know something, and then when someone questions you on it, you're like, uh oh. Am I missing something? No, no, did I misremember? Three. Okay. Yeah, even the like, people right here were like, why do are we I know what I'm here? doing here? Yeah, right. What uh, did I eat for breakfast this morning? Speaking of that, though, shout out Lions person Greg Sauer. Yeah. Greg Sauer, oh boy. Picked up, uh, what was it, 400 games. Yeah. Or it was more than that, wasn't it? Was I, it kind of, I lied. 500? I, I, I lied. I thought it was 400, but he was like been refing for like 21 years. I was going to say, 400 sounded way low, but no, that's he, my fault. Yeah, he's been here for a while. I thought maybe we were in the 500. Greg, congrats on the milestone. Yes. We'll, we'll get it sorted. It's yeah. on the milestone, but local guy, for what we know, and yep. he uh, it was great with Joe actually talking about him. I was at Media Day yesterday. Uh, Greg Sauer would actually lines and ref their training camp games for him. Right. Obviously getting paid to do it, I would right. assume, yep. but yep. come and do those. And it was his 400th game worked as a line person. 400? It yep. feels like he should have more then. Yeah, I thought <laughs> someone said five. No offense. I'm not well, trying to be rude. We'll be and, there and t- for his fifth, I guess, too. It's fifth hundred. Fifth hundred. I like it. Yeah. And then he had some fun. He, uh, I, I sent him a, a DM after just saying congrats, and he had heard that I, I made a comment. Zane Rowan was petitioning him uh, on a penalty call, and I said, well, it looks like Greg Sauer has had enough of the conversation with Zane Rowan because he just kind of pointed the box and skated away. <laughs> Greg liked that one. He didn't say if he if there he you was you know full of the conversation or not, but – uh, but no, shout out Greg. That's uh, quite the job done. That's he cool. also refs the senior men's Hawks in Maple Creek. That's, That's right. You, you get double. You get double dose of Greg yeah, Sauer. Yeah, I saw him out there last weekend. Oh, yeah. Who are the so, Hawks uh, playing this weekend? Uh, Shawnavan. Yeah, is they this playoffs. Have, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Round two, semifinals. I think. Is, there any is that Friday in Maple? You are yeah. starting a Maple Creek Hawks podcast next year. No, no. Uh, Just not. do like a bonus <laughs> episode <laughs> on Maple Creek Hawks. I don't have that much time. Um, but all told. Can kind of go back to the game against Regina. Um, a nice bounce back result-wise. Needed, needed it. Right? I mean, you can be bummed that they didn't play as well, but, I mean, you, you needed the two you... points. This is a team that has never had a three-game losing streak. Not True. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump all over you. Um, I just realized it doesn't often happen that the Tigers can say that their goaltender stole them a game. That's true. Actually. How often have we said that as of late? Yeah, not really. You know, the, the goalie really stole one. You know what? Yeah, the only real goalie stealing was probably that Evan May shootout win against Moose Jaw. Yeah. yeah. Might have been a steal. And there's not many of them, Maybe though. Maybe that's why they wanted him. And 100%. And they can't beat him, him. Like, We want that guy. Yeah. There's a credit to the to the Tigers for, you know, how they are playing and that they don't always need goaltenders to steal them games. Like, they can typically score sure, enough. but once again, but what have we said? 
Goaltending has not been the problem of this team. Nope. No, but it's a nice nope. little. It's nice to have in the chamber. Absolutely. Right? Like this is a team that's very diverse that can win. Showing they can win some different can, ways. Can I add something here today? Please. Yes. Please uh, Jordan add. Switzer is down working out with the team this week. Welcome, so. Jordan. Back to three goalies. You're not on the podcast. Back to three goalies, but yeah, he's just working out with the team this week. That's so good. He's getting, getting some, some reps in. That's not wrong Getting some reps in. Who knows if he's on the trip to Calgary or to playing at home. I'm just curious if they're doing their rotation, if maybe he backs up one game this week. Right. I would just imagine. Just to get him in. Speaking of, with Calgary on Friday, um, seems like a good day for Ethan McCallum to go start. I think that's a pretty good good it feels call. that way. I think we're going one and one, are we not? They're still going one A, one B, so it's one yeah. B's turn and that's Ethan McCallum today. And I'm not gonna ask because <laughs> A, I don't know if you know the answer and B if you do I probably don't. don't. Um it's more just thinking out loud. I was having another chat on Tuesday with um someone who was asking just how, you know, the goaltending has really been split right down the middle since uh, Evan May was moved to Musha and you don't want to put the cart before the horse, but they were looking ahead at playoffs happening. Yeah. Um, and playoffs are typically you have back-to-back games and how that kind of looks for this club moving forward. So I don't know if if there will end up being something that, you know, happens where someone takes over. Is I think somebody has to be the guy. You think you so? You would think. I, I but, don't know. I well, think playoffs could be a one-two punch. Just keep sliding honest. them back and forth. Yeah. I don't know. Just I don't throw know either. A dare, and it'd be like, it'd be like coaching a World Series, right? Like. I'm going to send out this one. Right. That's going to give you a different thing, and you got to do your different scouting report. It makes sense, but you know what? Say, like, opening night, if it's Sahar or McCallum, they lose game one. Pretty easy. Yep. Go to game two. There will be a short leash. There will be. Yep. It has to be. I just think that, you know, this season we didn't expect, and I don't know if the team expected either, to have three goaltenders as long as they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so they expected I- to have three goalies, period. Right. So I don't necessarily rule anything out <laughs> at this point because you just never know, right? There's you, you might find yourself in a spot where both end up going, but that's a ways down the road. The reason why I bring it up, though, is that you're going to have a handful of back-to-back games coming up at some point, um, whether it be this weekend or future weekends before the end of the regular season. And if that's going to be the case, do you want to have a guy get that experience of playing back-to-back again and, and yeah. kind of getting that feel? Because I think you would, if you want to go down that road, you would start that now to get them in that right. mindset. Or is that even a concern? Because Just thinking of love. I don't think it is. But like, and think of it this way, like, you know, injuries could happen. Yep. Knock on wood. Yep. And then Jordan Switzer is going to be coming from the bullpen from NAX. He'll be the first call-up. Right. Right. And I, I don't know. I just think. It was. It's not necessarily. I didn't have an end to my means. No, no that's okay. But, I but have no it, ending to, to go this back thing. into yeah. the. I'd have to go in the history books because I don't know. Maybe you guys know. But have we seen a Tigers goaltender go back to back this year? Just Ev. Yeah, Evan May has. Early on. Just Evan. Well, Evan started nine games in a row to start yeah. the year. Yeah, he was. He pulled a Beckett Lanko. He started quite a few. Um, and then Zach Sahara started a game. But I don't know that these guys really have. And especially not recently, neither one's gone back to back, and it, it's not like you're overthinking things too much. But well, it, at you've the very had a least, goalie come in relief on a back to back. We've sure, had that sure. twice because yep. Zahara got McCallum got pulled once. Yep, Tigers won, and then Zahara got pulled. Mm-hmm. McCallum came in, mm-hmm. and I what game was that? That was the Lethbridge game. Yeah, it was more. McCallum just, was really good in that game. All it was end. was just thinking out loud that if if at the very least to to have the experience under it and just to to say you, you felt it playing in in a back-to-back type of scenario and You're what that wrong, does though. i mean 
it, kind of want to get in that mindset when it is the playoffs. Yeah, like I know if I were a player, for example, it wouldn't. I wouldn't think twice about it. It's just you're going back in. You're going to go again. You're called, sure, you're called, great. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's a little bit of a different feel on your body. There's also going to come a time late in the season. I think it's the beginning of March. The schedule's not nice. The schedule's the, awful. The, the first week, like the first 10 days of March, there's six games. There's five and seven. I think it's six and eight. Yeah, yeah we or play. Six and, six and nine. Um, but there's five games on one calendar week that comes in March. There's uh, And that's like... Um, I know. Well, not not in two weeks from now because we've got the family day weekend game. Like you'll have a home Friday game against Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Off day Saturday. Travel to um, Edmonton Sunday. Play Edmonton Monday. Sort of thing. So you got that coming up. You've got a late trip to Prince Albert and Saskatoon again. Yay! Yep, yep. that's going to be fun. Yeah, do that. And then back to back games against Swift Current. And Lethbridge in the year. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's and I think there's a Tuesday like in that stretch of five and seven. There's a Tuesday. There's like yeah. a Tuesday Lethbridge and a Tuesday Swift Current game in there. That's uh, those old Tuesday nighters. Right? I I think if you market it properly like, and do it like the NFL, where you it's Tuesday night hockey. Yeah, Tuesday hockey. Yeah, go out plays. It's a fun yeah, little five. No better place to be. Yeah, you're looking at it now. It's, it's 20, quite something. I mean, you go home and home. Look at you with that nice little pocket schedule. So, what exactly is the five? Like, cause okay, it, it really ends up being six and nine at the beginning of March. Yeah, right. Okay, so you look at uh, March the first, home against Edmonton. Uh huh. Then you got that Sunday afternoon against Calgary. Tuesday night here against Brandon. Then you're in Lethbridge Wednesday night. Oh Lord. Saskatoon Friday, Saturday PA. That's in Saskatoon, right? In Saskatoon in PA, yeah. Yeah. It's so a, a one day turnaround. So we'll be traveling to Saskatoon on the Thursday. That's a dicey. Uh, ought to be swell. Yeah, it, it's that's a tough part of the schedule. Yeah, um, and then after that, you get full five days off before a couple Swift, like Swift, a home and home. Five, and five days, days off. off again. Maybe left, you'd left. like to have a an X or by then. Yeah, you want to want to keep chiseling, right? You'd like yeah, to have yeah, an yeah. X and maybe the old Y there for the division if you could. But I don't think another, that's going to happen. But it, it's in the distance. But it's something that. You want to see, hopefully, as as a fan's perspective, you want to see the Tigers ramping up to that week, right, to the beginning of March mm-hmm. for the six and nine. Um, but I mean, and that's a good, good way to get you set for playoffs. I know you want to rest, it is. but I mean, mindset. It's like go, go, go. That's the nature Absolutely. of the beast. Yeah. Now we're getting into the. I call it the second season. So I mean, you got to get yourself jacked, and yep. I think that's a perfect way to end it. Yep. And to and get a set, man. If if you have aspirations one day of going pro. I mean, five and seven is a bit steep, but you're playing every other day a lot of times, mm-hmm. right? At the yeah, next yeah, level, you're playing what every two days. Yep. Yeah. So if that's what you're after, I mean, now's now's the t- no better time than the present. I mean, to start if you hate practice, good news. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> no time to practice. Just games. Joe, Will, Josh, you don't need to bring your clipboards or no, your no, no. whiteboards out. Don't worry about any of that. <laughs> Off days and the sauna. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Just feed the beast. <laughs> uh, let's get set for tonight's game because as the uh, Tiger fans are listening, you will actually be in Calgary as right. of right now. Calgary Hitman, this is a team. Traveling right after this. We're 2-2 two okay, two against them. So to start the year, it was all Tigers. But the last two games, uh, Calgary beaten us 7-3 at home. We went to the Dome last time and lost 4-3. Yeah, Calgary plays really well at home. They have one of the best home records, actually, in the Western Hockey League, actually. They're, what, 15-7-2-1? They're a good home team. They're a very good home team. Not good. a good road team this yeah. year. but And they've had some really rough crowds lately, too. But just, again, fine. I get it. I totally do. But Go support the Hitmen if you're in Calgary. They're really – they've got – how much better have they got 
since they got rid of their captain. <laughs> well, they and no no shot at Sean Chagall. No, my goodness. But I mean, they also moved Graydon Seatman, right? As you mentioned, they they've moved pieces out and are playing some of their best hockey right now. Um, they're they're not an easy team to beat. I s- firmly say that every time you match up with someone in the Central Division, it's always tight. And these games against uh, Calgary, it feels like they're always physical. There's always a bit yeah. more of a, a bit of an edge to playing the Hitman. So you got to come ready, and you, you have to be prepared. You know Calgary's going to be treating it like a playoff game for them. They're battling sure. it to, to find a playoff spot. I mean, they're they six three make and it. one in their last ten, and if you look at their home record, they are fifteen seven two and one. So they are very good right then, at home. Well done. Yeah, and that, that you know, last when I try to think about last it. year the the Hitman missed out on playoffs, and I know I didn't sit well with them. They had a tough stretch around this time that took them out of potential playoff contention. Um, well, they got into the seventh seed though at the end. Right. Yes. yes. Sorry, they, I'm not they trying to be... back. No, no, no. You're right. Um, and they, so then they were able to work themselves back in, but they were in this spot where it was like not great for a stretch, and they're now on the opposite foot this time. Yeah. Like they're motoring uh, through this, you know, middle part of, of February and into March. Um, you have to be ready to play them. Well, and that's like they're what two points back of Lethbridge, right now. Uh, they're close. Two yeah. Or three. Yeah, they're close. So they're in the eight, or I think PA's in the eight seed now again. I think Calgary's on the outside looking in at ninth. Yeah, they're all in this little weird jumble together. I, I can't remember. I'll get there. Hold on. Faster! <laughs> one point back was, was PA after beating Lethbridge. Yeah, and then PA... Calgary's beat. nine, and they are one point back from the Raiders. So, and, the, and they've got three games yeah, they in got hand. they've got games in hand, too. Yeah. They burned one of them yesterday with losing to Regina. Yeah. Uh, um, you want another little interesting stat? Yes, we love those. Is it about Pasha Botarov? No, uh, but the last five years in Calgary, uh-huh. the Hitmen are eleven three and one against the Tigers. The Tigers are four ten and one. The last five years in Calgary. That's uh, that's not good. That's not the greatest. No, that's not ideal. No, so I mean, for some reason, I thought they always played Calgary well, and I guess they do, just not in. Calgary. I think they're about five games of by above five hundred all time. Against Calgary in Calgary, but remember those Calgary teams back in the day, like whew. oh man, they're good, huh? Like the Brett Sonny and yep, Joel Broda, Martin Jones teams. Like whew. I guess the tough part of of looking at the past five years too is that the Tigers decided to mix in an eleven win season. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, doesn't uh, help. Either. That doesn't help those numbers. But I think they that was a clean sweep there. That's a, a six you just lose right away. They are what they are. Right? It is what it is. Uh, and, and you know it should be a good one. I, I think the Tigers. I don't say I don't want to say must win, but it'd be nice to win that one because. Saturday night. It'd be really nice. To win is that, that a big one on Saturday or Saturday what? Saturday night is a very, very big one because the team that we have talked about that's been on our heels in the Central Division, we welcome for the last time. Mm-hmm. The Red Deer Rebels are in town playing some really good hockey. Yeah, they're right good. Now. They've had a they've had a tough stretch lately. Tough stretch in the weekend, but, but before that, good. they were playing yeah. very well. That was an odd four and six. That was a really weird travel. Wasn't schedule. like up to. They went, to like PA, yeah. they went to Brandon, <laughs> then they played Sean Swift, and and then they, or they went to Regina and Swift. Yeah, they had a strange little travel. But then they like played a Tuesday in Swift. Like it said, oh, you're done on Sunday in Regina. Uh, no, you, you just stay right there. Don't move anywhere. Don't go back to the Well, section. I guess you're already there, so that's nice. Yeah, but then like even Edmonton had a weird schedule this week too. Like Edmonton was like playing Moose Jaw, then they're playing Brandon, then they're I think they're in Saskatoon. Or, like do something. Get on the dumb. bus. Just Enjoy it. Put your, get your helmet on or whatever. Yep. And, but, yeah, the Red Deer, man, who, is it going to be Chase Witzke? Is it going to be Rhett Stoser? They're kind of doing that 1A, 1B a little bit too. I think Witzke's kind of pulling away there with the wins that he's yep. got. 
but it wouldn't shock me who would who will start that game and can the Tigers get just closer to the faceoff battle. Yep. They have to get at least 45%. Keep it close. Keep, it, keep cl- it close in that department, then the rest will figure itself Especially out. Especially just, you know, with, with offensive-minded teams and so much talent that the Tigers do have, um, starting with the puck, it makes life a lot easier, especially in, on their ozone draws. Even if they, they go 50% in the ozone and at least kick that up a notch just to – to generate some set plays because it, it's hard when you're trying to get at Red Deer on the rush. They're a good team that defends really well, right? You got to strike early. Their road game is quite simple. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah, they're gonna get. They're gonna try and get that first goal of the game. They're gonna go four deep, and yeah, they're just gonna dump and chase. So if you're the Tigers, which there have been a lot of games, Tigers have struck first. That's what you need to do against Red Deer. Have, yeah, you're you right. got to try and figure it out how to huge. score. If you score them. first. You make, make Red things a little you. easier. Yes. Just a little bit. Not much. No, but you force them to chase you. That's huge. Against a team like that, that, that does Let's them come to you. park the bus really yeah. well. They they don't allow much. Um, that could get nasty, too. That game could get nasty. It might. It might. It might. We, I don't like to encourage a lot of games to be like close to sellouts, but if we get a lot of Tiger fans there, that yeah, even nice if Red Deer goes up one nothing, we're vocal, yep. we're loud, we can't let... It be just We're a drunk. snooze fest. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Red Deer has a very no, good okay. way of getting the crowd out of it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And well, I mean, they, this crowd. They got their broad. They got the opposing broadcaster out of the game last time. I almost fell asleep. It was a boring third. Yeah. I do remember you that. You definitely. Yeah. Had, you had to pick up some slack. Yeah, for me. I, was, like, I, I got nothing here. I said, "Yeah, this is a boring third period. Just yeah. how they like it." Um, yeah, that's that's their mo. They love that. So you're gonna have yeah. to. You're gonna have to have two energy drinks then. I don't know if I'll be there. I'm I'm on borrowed time. I'm hoping yeah, that I can be there. This is true. You're gonna have you're gonna have you know. If, if, do you know the sex? I'm having a little girl. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say you could name it Gavin or something like that, or Lance, or Lance. Oasis. Yeah, Oasis. Yeah. I'm sure Oh would names. love to have All a child. Feature Godfather, Oasis Wise Black. Yeah, oh, that'd Saturday's be nice. Saturday's the due date, so I don't know. I'm on borrowed time right now, so I'm hoping I can be there because that is one that. I would really if like not, to not, you'll be, be sitting in the uh, the dad's room on the couch. I'll be with watching with other You'll be dad. listening uh, on yeah. Wild 94.5. Yeah, you could do that, too. Yeah. You could do that, too. Um, yeah, Saturday will be a big game. That'll be be a fun one, what though. More, what more needs to be said about uh-huh. Red Deer, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty self-explanatory at this point. You just got to pull up the league standings, and you see what you're, you're basically and you dealing can, with. If you win Friday and you win Saturday... That, it's a nice feeling. That league stat, the daily report on Monday is going to look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, would more, be, that would be, be good. That would be a pretty nice daily report to open up. You, uh, you'd enjoy that, Gino. I do. I would really like to open up and just keep scrolling. Just, yes. Yes. A lead, yes. Three three Tigers in the top 20 in scoring, too. Now. Really? Top ba- 20? Basha, Wiseblatt, and McKenna. Those are the guys that are producing and right now. I think. Uh, That's really cool, actually. I think Basha is 63, right? And Oasis and McKenna are 69. They're right there. Right there. Well, and listen, they're in the top 20. Who has that great. team leading goals? Uh, the team leading goals is still Caden Lindstrom. That's incredible, isn't 27. it? 27. Incredible. He had 27 and 36, or what, or what was it? He was buzzing. Yeah. He had 41 points. Yeah, I think he had matched his career high by Christmas. He was moving. He was moving, is that- man. Good, that's as good. we like to say. Do we ha- uh, Tiger fans get mad if I don't ask this, but yeah, do we right, have a do. timetable? Or is it still the you're, same? You're asking the wrong dude. 
Well, I come on. Not. You're the only dude we got. Yeah. I don't. No one else answers I us. You answer us. I don't know. Uh, we don't have any other dudes. He's week to week. Week to week. Any other injuries? Everyone else is okay? Uh, you know, I'm a little banged up. I was going to say, how okay. are you doing? <laughs> no one ever asks how you're doing, Gino. All right, Gino's making the injury. I, I, had, a, I had a hard... Hard, hard arm day yesterday at the gym, but okay. you know, a good 20 minute shreds really fix that. So. Like it's not concerning to the point that I have to drive up. No, no, you, you okay. should be good. Like you would be next in line, right? You would have to call the I game. Suppose. Are you heir to the throne? <laughs> I think it's <laughs> <Or> Craig <laughs> Boshman. Because I think Craig I mean we'd Boshman have to probably is, call Bosch from Lethbridge. I think or, he's still just toiling around, waiting for visas to work <laughs> out. Still waiting to become an American. He used right? to uh, used to be the voice of the Broncos for those. He who was the voice it. of the Winterhawks for a week, and, and then, uh, yeah, so because he's going to uh, try. He is going to try. Yes, he's going to go to Tri City, but. His visa's all mixed up. So I guess, yeah, we'll just have Bosch on speed dial. That'd be good. But I think he's in Montreal right now. All right. Well, you're <laughs> stuck with me. All right. Just don't get sick. Can you imagine just you pull up with the with the broadcast kit to the bus and Joe's like, what hey, gang. Are, <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, oh, God. Go, the back what's going on, guys? The hoodie, no How are we? <laughs> where do I sit? Letting that you Molly you just sit the float. jump seat where I sit. Oh, the, I'd, I'd you would sit in the Bob Ridley seat. I'd be sitting in the back with the fellas. We'd be, we'd be hanging out. <laughs> Good luck. With yeah, that. why not? Sure. Just I mean, walk to not? the just yeah. walk to Nonchalant. the back, eh? Like, don't even like sit down, cause like, what's up, boys? Who's got the dice? Yeah, that's right. Hey, everyone got <laughs> okay, some. Tommy. Everyone got some dice. Around. <laughs> I ain't talking to Yahtzee. Can I tell one story before we go? Yeah, go. Um, it was Tom Wild came to one game with us to Lethbridge, mm-hmm. and he had to sit next to me. So let's pair the two biggest guys. Right. On the bus and sh- let them share a seat, pretty much. Right. He w- like the bus got going, and the the stories on the bus I can't tell, but sure. You know what happens when we hit Highway Three? No. You z- you zip it, like oh. z- you zip it, oh, or God. you're doing your own. You're sleeping. You're on your phone. Whatever. We don't converse. And Tommy's like trying to have like a full fledged conversation with me, and I'm just like trying to speak quietly, and I'm looking across from me. Who's my Who's my seat partner? Yeah, is Willie Desjardins. Yeah. And he didn't say anything. He was just, he was just giggling a little bit, and he's, and Tommy's like, "What's so funny?" I said, "Tommy, shut the hell up." Here. <laughs> he's like, well, "I brought cards. I brought dice." Oh. I was, like, <laughs> I, was I, like, "I feel like I'd be the same. I just don't like quiet, so I feel oh, like I'd I would be, have to be, I'd be vibing." Oh, oh you'd be vibing, but it was That'd just so funny. Right. Uh, he's just like, "I brought." Di-. I was like, "Tommy, when when we hit Highway Three, shut the hell up." Yeah, I'd <laughs> like, be. I said on the way home, even shut up. Like it's a quiet bus if you lose, and it's kind of you can talk a little bit. But I'd be Tommy, this isn't quiet. this isn't the country club on the bus. It's you guys all business be, like, when we hit off Highway Three. Rules for the bus for the newbies, because I mean, oh, they know, but I'm, that's okay. I'm not going on the bus. It was just but <laughs> Lance. I knows. do have bus etiquette though. Lance, would, like I have Lance, Lance isn't bringing dice. <laughs> yeah, no. You're in for a rude awakening. I'll bring if, handheld uh, Yahtzee if that's the first case. First round of the playoffs, if Lance and I join, we won't be on the bus, but I mean, the hotel You'll be could following be following the bus. Yeah, we'll just be following the bus honking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Shut up. We're trying to say. <laughs> hey, guys, it's us. That's yeah. a, that, just, oh, don't be Brandon. Just don't, don't make us go to Brandon. Yeah, we're not, I think that's the one we're not going to. No, we might still go to Brandon. Really? Get the fuel car. Yeah. A fuel car goes so far. That's might go to Brandon. That would be a long trip, though. That would be long. Anyway. But I'd be sleeping in the back seat. I would, I'd that was be a co- fun little story. I like that. Yeah, that's that's a way fun. to end Hey, remember, get your tickets. Uh, Friday night tonight, be listening to Gino. He's going to have the call, Wild 94.5. Uh, and then get your tickets for Saturday. Yes. Ticks.ca. We had, what, 2,700 on Tuesday? Not bad. That's not bad for a Tuesday. That's a good Tuesday that's game. That's a good Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, they were a little cool. quiet, but I think they were just as shocked as the the three media timeouts as I was in the <laughs> 
Like, geez, we should have been home by now. Yeah. <laughs> that listen, I don't like to complain about how long games are. That first period was like an hour. That was a long <laughs> first period. It was like it was eight yeah. fifteen, I think, by the time it was we a hit long the second. game. I got home at ten thirty. Yeah, I, I thought late. we would have been off the air by like quarter to ten. That would have been like it was a long game, electric. But that's I, how you know when Lance is ready to go home because in your post game, Lance is like, "Time to go." Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was Lance ready for bed. Was the one that wanted to wrap it up. <laughs> Lance wrapped, and I looked. I was like, "There's nothing else to say." <laughs> Good night, everybody. I guess we're done. Just See like you. this, tix.ca, get your tickets for Saturday against the Rebels. It's going to be a lot of fun. Gino, we appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, Gino. Appreciate all of you. Gino. See you Saturday. Yes, See you Saturday. Maybe. More Tigers Uncaged on the way. Jesse and Lance are unleashing the beast. Hey, maybe keep that beast on a leash. More Tigers Uncaged coming up. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Contractors, choose Windsor Plywood. Do-it-yourselfers, choose Windsor Plywood. And people who think, ah, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but these can help me. They choose Windsor Plywood, too. With over 50 years' experience, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for finishing, building, and renovation projects. With fast delivery, great selection, and helpful service, it's no wonder more people choose Windsor Plywood. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. When it comes to building or renovating, Windsor Plywood can put you on the power play. Their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Welcome back. Tigers Uncaged. Powered by Windsor Plywood. Uh, They're the experts that you need to know, by the way. They are, yeah. We appreciate them. 19 episodes they've been a part of this. Right. Uh, I hope they're enjoying their time. I hope so. We're enjoying our time. We're enjoying our time. We're serious. We were talking about Gino on the tail end. We talked about it last year that we were going to follow the Tigers for the first round. We wanted to take this podcast yep. on the road with us. Yep. Winnipeg just was a little too far. Not going to Winnipeg. <laughs> not just going. not. No. I mean, if if they would have had to had a premier facility for me to entertain that idea a little bit more, and I probably still wouldn't have gone. Um, so we didn't go to Winnipeg. We didn't. But Brandon, I think, we might be able to make. I think we are serious about that. We want to take this podcast if it works. Oh, no, I'm 100% planning to go. I on hope you are. Yeah. Well, it depends on how many kids I have. I was going to say, yeah, you, you keep popping out children, and it's going to be yeah. uh, hard to know for sure. Yeah. At the time, at the moment, you still haven't had yours. It's eight no. and a half hours to Brandon. That's a long drive. That's a long drive, dude. But I, w- I would make it. I it's would like make it. like three WrestleManias we'd have to watch. Yeah, uh, think, of all the, think of all the WrestleManias you can watch on the drive. That's true. I mean, it is WrestleMania season. But I just think that would be... Really cool experience, not only for us, but for the Tiger fans that listen to us each and every week. Being able to have the conversations with the Tiger coaches and players while we're on the road after their games. Right, yep. And I just I hope that maybe this takes it even further the next year. We can start doing some after games at Co-op Place. Yeah. And just adding more to this podcast because it's getting bigger and better. A lot of... Uh... A lot of heavy lifting that goes into that. You hope so. You hope. But hope one day we get there. You never know. I don't have infinite money. It's not like GTA when you can just put the infinite money glitch in and then just you can beat just... someone up, take their money. No, 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 no. The glitch, or it's like on The Sims. The Sims, you could do the infinite infinite money glitch too. I'm not a glitch guy. Okay? I don't cheat in games. Really? 
No. You I'm never did the infinite money glitch in no. The Sims? When you could just buy whatever you want? The only cheating I ever did in a video game is remember when they used to like publish books? And you could go like yeah, that was you, a big thing. You could do like the levels. It was it was step books. But and man, they were thick. Yeah, but did you get? It was frowned upon to cheat like that. You were yeah. supposed to beat the game. Well, honestly, you should have integrity. Yeah, but, those are also the people who played like the original Super Mario, and that had five like five levels. Yeah, and they would cheat because in the second level they would use the roof and they would take the warp right. down to the final level. But no, I'm saying the people who don't cheat, the people who frown on it, oh. th- your game also took like two hours to beat. Yeah, it didn't take that long. It, it's now like a whole day event if you want to beat a game. Yeah. Three-day event if you just play nonstop. It's got really Anyway. Close. But uh, hey, we appreciate you listening to this podcast. Sure, yeah. Uh, again, big weekend. Like we said, I mean, you got Calgary tonight. Mm-hmm. Gino's going to have the call, Wild 94.5, if you want to listen to that. Yep. But Saturday night. We are going to need a lot of Tiger fans there. I'm going to try my darndest to be there because I want, game, I want that place to be loud because I don't want Red Deer to push us around. Not not on the ice, off the ice. Oh, wow. Because yeah. they could sit there and, and, and put their four deep and play their boring game yep. and they get the Tiger crowd out of it. Yeah, they're. I mean, that's why they're a good road team this year. Yeah. Just as good as they are of a, of a home team. But they, they are good at diffusing situations, you can call it. Yeah. And... Uh, I really like your point for Saturday that the Tigers need to score first. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it helps in any game to score first, duh. But I think, like you mentioned, with the added, I guess you call it ability of the Rebels compared to others to just really take teams out um, of their own game when they're in the lead, uh, they're a team that you have to make chase you. So you, and I, you, I you haven't get really up. noticed. Do they also do the same at home? Like, is just, is that their game? Yes and no. I, I mean, yes, they they like to have low event hockey. That's where they thrive. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Tigers thrive in playing like Moose Jaw plays, where it's maybe a little bit more open. Sure, you want us to keep locking down things defensively, but you know you get into counterattacks and you you maybe find uh, the chance to go on an odd man rush because the opposition defenseman jumps in on Moose Jaw. Like Denton Matejchuk will slide down, and maybe you can capitalize on that. Yeah, you really don't see that from Red Deer. No, like their defensemen don't join the rush very often. Their defensemen don't leave the blue line very often in the ozone. They they are just very responsible. They're more than happy to. If it has to be shots five five after the first period and it's scoreless, they're okay with that. Like they they don't they don't mind having a, a goalless period. They don't mind keeping things low event, and so. They also do a good job of of getting under your skin. They do. They because do it's frustrating that. playing yeah. that way, right? Yeah. And then you have guys like Franisek Formanic who come in and, and maybe, you know, give you an extra shot on the way out of a scrum or something like that. And it all adds up to being frustrating. And so the Tigers need to kind of handle that frustration. But, uh, yeah, I think you're 100% right. they got to score first. If, if they can make the Rebels chase them, you might be able to open the game up a little bit. We get to see that eight-foot Fabrizi. Yeah, he's a big fella. He's a big boy. He's very tall. But Long it, reach. It's going to be a good game. It's going to have that playoff atmosphere, I yep. think, Saturday night, and a lot of these games are going to. So tick.ca, sure. let's fill that place Saturday, and let's be loud. As always, we appreciate you for downloading this, listening to it, appreciating what we do. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week on Tigers Uncaged. Thanks to all who contributed to this edition of Tigers Uncaged. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. New episodes come out every Friday. Get it at wild945.ca and wherever you get your podcasts. Tigers Uncaged!